0: To HELL WHAT yeah. I-
1: Vest. Go ahead and pull that rifle if you want to, but you better speak to your boss before you use it, because he'll be dead before I hit the ground.
2: Weekly Review. This is Roman. It's Friday, December 2nd, 2016. You're listening to Mutiny Radio here from the Mission District of lovely San Francisco, California, United States, North America, Earth. A world with no borders, but I think some folks have been convinced that there are, and we are all paying the price for that. Welcome to the show. Trigger warning. This is a news program, so we'll be talking about what's happening, current events, things that are very upsetting in the world. And uh, the best way, of course, to take care of this is to acknowledge what's happening and do our best to understand it and find solutions and find ways to support one another, which I think is very, very important. It's always been the case. I'm coming on three years of doing this show and I've learned quite a bit from talking with a lot of people who have been doing work for a long time and seeing patterns And I was thinking about that earlier this morning, the patterns of folks who do uh, social justice, environmental justice, and how the state seems to attack people for wanting to protect the earth and protecting each other. That's been a common theme with a lot of folks I've spoken to. And we're seeing that now more than ever. And I think there are some people who are now waking up to that. There's been always victim blaming. And that's one thing I was thinking about is uh, just we're in the situation we're in right now because of victim blaming because of people who would maybe call out fascists would call out people who uh treat others unfairly and they've been ignored they haven't been listened to and because of that those folks have remained in power or have been given more power and now we're seeing that on this really big scale and if folks had been listened to in the first place we wouldn't quite be here and I can go into thou whose name will not be mentioned, or even his father, who was a racist landlord, going back way to the day. And if his dad had been stopped, uh, we wouldn't have to deal with his son. And who knows what what's next in store? So hopefully, uh, we can we can. I mean, it's too yeah, it is too late in a lot of ways, and also gotta stop him now before things get even even worse. So it's it's difficult because I know that there's a lot of folks who are feeling hopeless and helpless, and I am one of those people where at times it's. Uh, feels like there's so much going against us, and at the same time, recognizing how we're not alone. And I think we are in the majority. Uh, Folks (laughs) want to live safely. People want to live safe lives. People want their friends and family to be safe, have their basic needs met. I think that's the majority of people. So when we have people in positions of power who are against that, it it can feel hopeless, but we have to recognize we have the numbers by far. And imagine if prisons were abolished, how many more people we'd have on our side. <sighs> so yesterday I posted a link on um, my Facebook page, and I get Facebook's kind of, ugh, and you know, I get that. I recognize, you know, all right, all right, all right. I acknowledge that. I acknowledge that. Uh, we're all, you know, complicit in the system to a certain degree. Um for people's anti-favorite, anti-fascist songs. And it's it's still going strong. People have been uh, suggesting so many songs and some I've heard of, some I hadn't, some artists I'd heard of, but I hadn't heard of their songs. All across the spectrum, you know, from punk to like Broadway soundtracks and just recognizing how, you know, we all can, how, first of all, we got the music. If it is going to be a comp, I don't really like the idea of competition. I like, I like collaboration and, you know, like why do we have to compete? That's a very kind of American, like, uh, one-upsmanship, like fuck that. Let's all throw out ideas and they're all good. Um, this idea that there's, there's so many and just different perspectives too, of what, you know, what we view as like either anti-authoritarian or just people wanting to speak up for themselves. And it's been great to see this huge, um, just this huge collection. And the list is, is continuing to go. And I really appreciate, um, all the folks who have been posting these songs. So I started off the show with uh, quite a few and punk. I love punk for a number of reasons. And also like the songs are like kind of short, concise, and to the point. And you can also play a few of them without taking up too much time, which is great. So I wanted to to thank the folks uh, for suggesting all of those. And it's also just, uh, just recognizing that we, we have this awesome soundtrack that, you know, when we go into battle or however you want to look at it, we have these awesome artists and folks who really, uh, not necessarily speak for us, but provide a soundtrack in a way, which I think is really important. And to, just to recognize that. So one of the songs I played was uh, Papa Gandhi with the only good fascist is a very dead fascist. So thanks to Amanda for suggesting that one, and uh, I've got a few more here. I'm, I want to give everyone credit for uh, suggesting these songs. <sighs> so, yeah, and we're playing a lot more. There's, there's so many. I know I'm not going to get to all of them, unfortunately, but we'll get to as many as possible. So thanks to Cassandra for um, MDC. Played them last week, Millions of Dead Cops, with John Wayne Was a Nazi. Opened up the show with that one. So that's pretty important. That's a good one. Um, Oh, there's so many more that we'll we'll, we'll get to play. And I'm going down the list right now, as I do want to give everyone uh, credit and appreciation for suggesting uh, the songs that they did. Uh, One was Anti-Flag with This Machine Kills Fascists, and I'm looking to see who suggested that one. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm getting there. Uh, You know, I don't want to spend too much time with the uhs and the ums. We have a great guest on the show today who's been on the show before, Lauren Barton. Very much looking forward to talking to Lauren. Lauren is a writer and an activist, and uh, there's a lot to talk about. I'm sure we'll be talking about intersectionality and ways we can support one another, especially in times like these. So Lauren will be coming on the show around 12.30 p.m. Brief plug, uh, tomorrow night at 8 p.m. here at Mutiny Radio, putting on a show. There's going to be... Uh, performances, there's going to be music, there's going to be comedy, dance, uh, spoken word, poetry, like some anti-fascist like, literature, a lot of great things. Uh, Dazier, Rustin Grego, Jesus, you better work, Justin Lucas, Zarina Zabriskie. Um, lots of great folks will be performing. I'm going to bring up the invite right now so I can... I'm, You know, I'm waking up. I'm getting there. I'm not quite as awake as I... Or on top of it, as I would like to be, but that's that's what happens. I'm gonna go down the list and just uh, read everyone who's gonna be performing, because I like to give everyone, you know. So Zarina Zabrisky, uh, Simon Rugg, uh, Ruggy. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your last name, and Cayenta, and Venata. So great music, lots of awesome people performing. I'll be speaking a little bit too. Lots of good things. So you can come. It's a not a fluff show, which means no one turned away for lack of funds. So regardless of your financial situation, you and your friends can come. You can check out this beautiful show, a gathering of incredible people. It's here at Mutiny Radio tomorrow night, 8 p.m. That's Saturday. And if you can't make it in person, uh, you can listen online. And that will be at mutinyradio.fm as you're listening right now. And the stream will be up uh, also for download after as well. We are encouraging folks to donate if you come in in person and can donate, or if you really support what we're doing here at Mutiny Radio, it would be super helpful. A lot of this is a a pay-to-play model, and I'm happy to provide the space. So if folks are able to financially contribute, that would be a huge help as well. So I want to keep spaces like this for free speech open for everyone. So one thing I was going to talk about today before we get into other things, and there's lots of other things to talk about is this idea of victim blaming, and that kind of comes, I think that's like the, I have this joke that we should rename the United States, uh, instead of the United States of America, United States of victim blaming, because I feel like that totally works. Let's look at the mass incarceration, let's look at deportations, let's uh, look at people being silenced, so people in positions of power, so many of them have hurt others, and people are silenced, and when someone speaks up, a lot of the time, people are gaslit, whether it's speaking up against the police, for instance, then people people a lot of people don't want to listen or they say oh there's a few bad apples uh um things like that it, rape apologists uh folks who refuse to acknowledge that those in power even those in power right now um are causing harm people don't want to listen and i get that it's easier it's easier to not listen it's easier to stick one's head in the sand and of course like we need solutions it's it's i get and i'm one of those people where it's like yeah it's easy for me to complain but then I don't know what to do in terms of finding solutions. Yeah, police are not fucking working. So what can we do as far as communities looking out for each other? What are alternatives? Mass incarceration certainly not working. So what can we do as alternatives? The military, going into other countries and dropping bombs or drones dropping bombs. You know, like these things not helping the situation. What are alternatives? So I recognize a big part of this. We need solutions. We need something to go to. We can, you know, burn it all down, as it were. And at the same time, even before that happens, we need to have something else we can go towards because who knows what's going to come in in its place, and it could be even worse. So I really want to recognize that. Oh, so getting back to the whole victim blaming thing. Uh, So there have been a a number of hate crime attacks that have been reported. Southern Poverty Law Center's reported that last I checked, there was like over nine hundred in the U.S. So these are just ones that have been reported. These aren't, and since the election, I should I should say. So these have been happening. Since, the, uh, since 1492, let's be honest. And there have been, there's been an increase. There was an increase leading up to the election, and there's been an increase since the election. And people are feeling entitled to hurt people, whether it's like drawing swastikas or physically harm people, slashing tires, like uh, gr- graffiti, uh, horrible, really just horrible, horrible things. And people, and for it's been around for a while, and I think a lot of it's been under the surface, or people don't want to listen to it. Do people don't want to acknowledge that it's real? And now, it's, even though it's coming across that there's more of it happening, and people are feeling more and more entitled to do it, uh, there's still people saying, "Oh, I don't believe it," or "I, I need more evidence." And I yes, I recognize that there is false news online. There is a lot of false. Hey, there's false news in the fucking mainstream media. Let's be honest here. Let's be honest. The mainstream media, which is in part. Locking people up being like, oh, cannabis is bad for you. Let's lock people up for it. Oh, we need people to follow in this unjust war. You know, let's... So, the mainstream media is part of that. If we're going to talk about fucking fake news, let's let's start there, shall we? But yes, there is fake news online. Absolutely. The idea that people need to be questioned when people are reporting hate crimes is really in, let's say, honestly, I mean, like, crime. <sighs> I mean, there's crime for survival. I will recognize that. I mean, it's also what we talk... It's a whole... You know, it's a can of worms here, but when we're, t- if we're talking about people being targeted based on who they are, based on their identities, and then people being like, oh, I don't believe you, or I need more evidence, that's a really fucked up position, and that's like worse than silence in a way. Uh, to be like, when someone says, hey, this really terrible thing happened to me, and then someone to say, no, 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 I need some evidence. No, I don't believe that. What the fuck is that about? And I think about, in my situation, like if something were to happen to me, and what if I don't post it online? Do I need to post it online in order for it to be true, in order for someone to believe me? And even if I do that, then people might not believe me. Do I need to go to the media, which is going to have, maybe have a biased view based on who I am anyway? Um, I would most likely not. I don't, can't imagine myself at all going to the police because I don't trust the police. Um, so even when someone something happens to someone, then there's like this shame where like, how do people handle it? Like, oh, well, you didn't go to the police or you didn't go to the media or you posted online, but I don't quite believe it. Or if it takes a while, you know, because it's like the first thing after someone gets attacked, the first thing I would imagine, I can't speak for everyone. For me, my if something were to happen to me and I had the ability to tell someone, my first thing, I don't know if I'd be like going on, I don't go on Twitter very often unless I'm fucking yelling at Paul Ryan or someone like that or Scott Weiner. But like my first inclination is going to be to survive and to fucking deal with that trauma. It's not going to be like, let me log online. Let me write this really long story about what happened to me and describe it as, with vivid details. It's really traumatic experience. That's asking a lot for people. And then I think about also just microaggressions and macroaggressions and all that's happened, I can speak from my own experience. Like, I haven't told everyone or anyone about some things that have happened to me. I haven't had the the wherewithal. Like sometimes I talk about it in therapy. Sometimes I don't talk about it at all. Some things maybe feel minor and they come out years later that I'm like, wow, this was a really messed-up thing that happened. So just because something terrible happens to someone doesn't mean that someone's gonna go forward with it right away. And if someone does go forward with it, uh yeah, like, please, we need to like listen. So that was my rant, and uh, I'm thinking of all the folks that, that whose name shall not be mentioned, like that he is like attacked and not apologized. You know, like he's like fucking. You know, it's, it's like on on mult on many many levels. And recognizing that capitalism forces us to hurt each other, and I'm not trying to make an excuse for that at all. It's the it's the folks who continue to do it without being like, oh, wait, this was wrong that I did, you know? It's like, there's no, first of all, there's not even any, like, where's the accountability model, too? Like, there's this idea of, like, someone did something wrong, and then people, there's, like, not really, there's, like, a punishment model, and there's no, really, accountability model. Like, how, and that's the thing with prisons. It's, like, people go there, and the idea is that, Ideally, you know, someone changes their ways. They hurt someone, they think about what they've done, they come out and they're like, oh my gosh, what I did was really wrong. I'm terribly sorry. What can I do? I can't change the past, but what can I do to prevent this from happening again in the future? And instead, people get locked up and there's more violence that happens in prison and people are made to feel worse. So people are punished instead of uh, rehabilitated. So where's the accountability model? Another question, you know, it burn it down, but where are these accountability models that we need to have in, in place? And I like the idea of, you know, folks counseling one another. And one example I've brought up sometimes, uh, it's my thing about Woodstock and how they had these tents set up where if folks were like, not necessarily ODing, but having a bad trip, for for instance, they would kind of go in, but hey, I'm having a bad trip. And someone would be there and they would talk to them and be like, oh, don't worry, it's going to be okay. And they talked them through it. And then when that person who came in was feeling a little bit better, they would stay on and they would help out the next person coming in. And I like that idea of that model, that someone, you go through something, um, someone's there to help you. And then, when you've helped someone else, you you can like head out. And then, after you've been helped, and you're in a in a place, you can help that next person coming in. I like that idea. I really like that idea. I think that's really beneficial to be able to help someone else who's been in the situation that you've been in, and vice versa. <sighs> in prisons, though, it's like, oh, we're going to throw people in a cage, oftentimes for no reason at all. Oftentimes because people have been profiled, or they've been trying to do something just to survive. <sighs> thinking a lot about how they, I mean, there's so many things that are really scary right now. And one is the idea that folks will lose healthcare. And even now, even with the healthcare people do have, it's still, there's so many people who are in debt because of medical bills. And the idea of having it cut even further is murder. It really is murder. And um, I'm wondering for folks who are in law the law, the law business as it's called. I'm kidding. Um, what we can do as a preemptive measure to be like, to hold these people accountable, these lawmakers like fucking Paul Ryan, who wants to, they want to cut healthcare. That's murder. They're, they're committing murder by, by saying someone can't get health coverage or cutting what people do have. They are, they're asking they're people are going to die. So what can we do preemptively to prevent this from happening? And how can we hold these people accountable? That's a question. That's a really big question. So, for folks who are in the justice, justice in quotation marks, justice system, or however, what can we do? And then also at the same time, we need to provide alternatives that are outside the system so people can access care, whether that's getting those, the medications that they need, the surgery that they need, counseling that they need. There's so many things uh, that so many other countries they take care of. And this country, for some reason, we know the reason capitalism, uh, just is like, nope, no thanks. We're not going to, it's purposefully trying to hurt people. Certain demographics, definitely. So, we got some stories we'll probably get to a little bit later. I feel like I try to summarize it best I can, and there's a lot. And there's a lot to be, uh, you know, scared of in the last week and a half. You know, ding-dong. That's an insult to ding-dongs. I'm sorry. The house name should not be mentioned. Uh, It's appointed more fuckers to the, you know, and it's like these people in positions of power. And there is something that goes beyond, like, I hate the people who are like, oh, let's give it a chance. Oh, that's, eh, no, no. These people who are, like, anti-abortion, who are anti-LGBT, who, like, are pro-deportation, who are, like, want to put people in camps, like, what the fuck? What can't, You can't give them a chance. They need to be stopped now. I went to a protest, there was a protest, a Jewish resistance protest. There's a building at 555 California that a lot of banks are part of, and that was, named, ugh, was so long just to even say that, but Dick, we need a new name for this fucker. Anyway this this person owns 30% of this building here in San Francisco. So there was a protest outside not yesterday. Yesterday was Thursday, so on Wednesday. And it was put on by If Not Now, which is a an organization. There were about 100 100 of us there and it was probably one of the most mellow protests I think I've ever been to and that, that says a lot. And I was kind of like I wasn't disappointed in us. and again, you know, like unless I want to do something on my own, like I can't really complain about it. And so it's not really a complaint, but it's more just like I had so much rage and so much anger in me. And there's that frustration where it's like, you know, we were singing some songs and I'm kind of like, when do we get to kill the Nazis? Cause that was like, where am I? Do I necessarily, am, am I a violent person? No. Am I someone who wants to act in self-defense for myself and my loved ones? Yes. So obviously that didn't happen. And some of the security guards, obviously, yeah, I think people would have heard about it. Um, some of the security guards out front were like, or at least one person said that the other one, like, give them a peace sign. And so some of the folks, you know, the thing is that people who work within these institutions, a lot of the times are not fond of those institutions that they work for. That's totally true. And something to recognize as well, like there are the workers who are involved with these institutions we don't like, whether that be banks or security firms or whatever, you know, folks are just trying to support themselves. And unfortunately, we live in a culture that doesn't offer people a lot of alternatives. <sighs> so... It was a very super peaceful like you know there's some chanting and there's getting in circles and and I I get that and I appreciate that and at the same time I'm feeling the need for something much more intense and I don't want people to get hurt of course and at the same time I th- I feel like there's a lot of rage and I know I'm not alone in that I definitely don't I'm not alone in that and I felt that from before and that's the thing too where um, I've noticed some folks may be becoming more politically active or more politically aware I don't know what the what the difference is necessarily but there's some folks who have been doing this for a really long time. And on one hand, it's good to see other people kind of stepping up and recognizing, oh, wow, we live in a system that's where white supremacy has been infiltrated. And it's been, I mean, since 1492, let's be honest. Uh, It's been in the system for a very long time. And to now people to really recognize it and it's hard and people are still turning away from it. Absolutely. At the same time, it's uh, crucial to, find out, okay, what are the steps that we're going to take? And I think some people are feeling really hopeless, as I mentioned before, maybe depressed and anxious. And so one thing that I feel like I can, you know, so so I think part of it's also just like, what can we do? There's a lot of different ways, whether it's supplying like either health, healthcare for people or shelter for people or food for people, which has always been an issue or just a list, like a shoulder for people. And the more people we have ready and willing to fight, and in good health or whatever that means, you know, like people who are, we need to take care of each other, I think is a, is a big thing too. And we need to recognize what, there are different things that we can do to help one another. It doesn't, you don't have to be out there in person. You can listen to someone. You can volunteer at a hotline. Uh, Trans lifeline is a great uh, place you can volunteer. There's a lot of places where folks can go out and, and share. And so one thing I've been thinking about also is just in terms of like offense and defense in terms of sports and America feels like very much this kind of offense, Dominated society where it's like you got to score against the opponent like we got to attack them before they attack us And I think it's incredibly important for us as a people to Also work on the defense like there are fucking coming for us and we need to defend ourselves And we also need to take care of each other we need to protect ourselves because if we're gonna if we're being attacked if we're being killed we need to I while some folks if you want to attack the enemy great and at the same time we really need to take care of ourselves So what does that look like? So, that's something. So, I'm going to offer, I feel like I'm good at, like, listening, uh, probably to my own detriment. Um, but, like, I really want to be there for people. So, there's different ways that we can help each other. So, someone posted something recently. Uh, Sonia Renee Taylor, uh fellow Scorpio, posted a, a great article that was, you know, how to survive the incoming, you know, ugh, ugh, the, the people. I need a better way of talking about this. Uh, it's like, your astrological asshole, that's his name, a survival guide. And I recognize not everyone, a lot of people, a lot of people don't believe in, you know, astrology, you totally get that and respect that. Um, and at the same time, I recognize there's a lot of interesting points in this. So I wanted to share that. So it's at uh, it's Seagoat Astrology is where you can check it out. So even if you don't believe in it, there's still just ways to help support and you don't have to look at it in terms of what your sign is. You can read all the signs. You, can, you might click with something else. You might click with all of them, as I think a lot of us do. And I, I couldn't help but really re- resonate with the with the Scorpio one, which is, which is me. Uh, Scorpio, nickname, the power player, superpower, sees through bullshit, understands darkness, and can transform it, has nine lives. Why we need you right now. You alone, Scorpio, understand why people want to follow Trump. You get fear and can look hate coolly in the face. You know how hungry people are to be close to power, how the desire to be safe lives cozily alongside the desire to hurt and punish. You also know that it is can always happen here. Your psychological insight might not bode well for your sleep habits in 2017, but it's absolutely essential for defeating tyranny. How to transform us. Normally, we'd be afraid to hear what you Scorpios know, but in times of crisis, we need your X-ray vision. Walk us down into our own dark hearts and into the passageways of history, showing us how to be unafraid of our shadow selves. Help us transform into the people who can face this moment without hiding in self soothing optimisms, Achilles heel, self-destruction, monster guilt, punishing others, keeping what you know and feel to yourself. I totally resonate with that. I'm sure a lot of folks, regardless of your astrology sign, also do as well. And so I've been thinking about that a lot and definitely do keep a lot of what I think and feel to myself. So part of the reason I do this show is a way to get that out there. And also recognizing the intensity and have uh, been described sometimes when I perform that people when I'm doing my own or doing original work or speaking from the heart that it makes people uncomfortable, especially if they come in to see a stand up show and I talk about how much I don't like uh, law enforcement, it might not be that funny. People are maybe expecting something different. And uh, at the same time, it's really, you know, just because it makes someone uncomfortable doesn't mean I need to stop saying it. If anything, we need to say it more. So this, I've taken this as an encouragement to continue talking and speaking and also just to offer what I can. So if you want to check out the site, I think it's pretty, uh, pretty in, in tune. And also as far as the sleep, I, I know a lot of folks have had trouble sleeping over the last few months. I myself have the idea of like, it's the mi- minority of the time is when I actually sleep through the night, uh, that hasn't happened in a long time. I usually wake up at some point or uh, it's, I have a lot of trouble sleeping through the night. So, and a part of it is like a psychological, maybe it is psychological insight with a lot of what's happening and, and worrying about it and being anxious about it and wanting to find solutions. So we're going to play some more music. And this is another great song that was recommended um, by some folks. Oh, there's so many to get to. So we'll see, we'll get to as many as we can. Um, there's just just so many. So this is a dead prez with propaganda.
3: Let me now turn
4: to our program for the future. Economy right now, is extremely, extremely supporting of the supporting president and his policy. FBI scientists have found chemical traces consistent with a bomb or a missile on a piece of wreckage. Police using clubs and tear gas against demonstrators.
1: Saw and saw in a white fascist. Like they said you're getting some of your own medicine. Genocide. Genocide.
5: right once, then the rest will fall behind, tell me who's got control of your mind, your worldview, is it the news or the movie, you taking your girl to, uh, know what I'm saying, cause Uncle Sam got a plan, if you examine what they are telling us, then you will understand what they planting in the seeds of the next generation, feeding our children miseducation, no one knows if there's UFOs or any life on Mars, or what they doing when they up in the stars, because I don't believe a word of what the president said. He's filling our head with lies. Got us hypnotized when he be speaking in cold words about crime and poverty. Drugs, welfare, prisons, guns, and robbery. It really means us. There's no excuse for the slander, but what's good for the goose is still good for the gander. See, I don't believe R. Molly got me cancer. 31 years ago, I would have been a panther. They killed Huey because they knew he had the answer. The views that you see in the news is
0: propaganda.
5: I don't want no computer chip in my arm. I don't want to die by a nuclear bomb I say we all rush the pentagon Pull out guns and grab the intercom My first words would be I believe man made God Out of ignorance and fear And God made man And why the hell would he put us here I thought he's supposed to be the all-loving The same God who let Hitler put the Jews in the ovens We don't fall for the regular shit They try to feed us all this half-assed leadership Flip a position They turn politician and shut the hell up And follow tradition Boy, your TV screen is telling lies to your vision Every channel got some brain Watch cop shit to watch Running up in niggas' cribs Claiming that they earned shots It's supply. plot But Buster, can you tell me who's greedy? The big corporations The pigs or the media Sign of the times Terrorism on the rise Commercial airplanes Falling out the skies like flies Make me wonder what secrets went down With Ron Brown Who burned the churches to the ground With no evidence found It's not coincidence it has been too many steady incidents It could have been the clan Who put that bomb in the Olympics But it probably was the FBI Deep at the core Cause if they make us all panic They can start more you lost. I don't believe all Molly died from cancer. Thirty-one years ago, I would have been a panther. They killed Huey cause they knew he had the answer. The views that you seeing in the news is propaganda. I don't believe all Molly died from cancer. Thirty-one years ago, I would have been a panther. You killed Huey, cause you knew he had the answer. The views that you seeing in the news is motherfucking
0: propaganda.
5: Yes,
1: understanding and that we try to extend this to the general uh, uh, black population and also people oppressed people all over the world and I think that uh, we differ from um, uh, some other groups simply because we understand the system better than uh, uh, most uh, groups understand the system and uh, with this realization uh, we attempt to form a strong political base based in the community with the only strength that we have and that's the strength of a a potentially destructive force if we don't get freedom
2: all right and welcome back to the weekly review i'm joined by laron barton laron hello hey
6: what's going on you guys uh laron just happy to be here again man like with my man roman just it's like second time this year so yeah yeah
2: thanks so much for coming back in
6: What's up, man?
2: Yeah, so there's definitely a lot happening in the world, and Absolutely.
6: it's, it's kind of crazy, right? right?
2: Yeah, it's it's hard to figure out where to even start. I
6: know, right? It's like, I mean, yo, for real, like, we could do like five hours just, just simply talking about like the last couple weeks. Right? Yeah, it's just it's kind of getting crazy out there, man.
2: Yeah, well, where would you like to start,
6: man? Uh, you know, I I just wanted, I, I, well, you know, just again, man, thank you for allowing me to be on the show, man. I mean, uh, I know we were going to talk about like my, uh, my trans article, uh, you know, straight straight allyship to uh, to trans folks, but uh, but there's also just like so much stuff that's been going on. I mean, like, just out of curiosity, like, what was your take on the election of Eric Donald Trump? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, um, is it her? her Donald Trump? Ugh,
2: <laughs> <Is that? ugh. laughs> I, for the past half hour, I've been thinking about how not to say his, because I just, like, uh yeah. Totally. I mean, I think for a lot of us, for months leading up to it, when we knew that who the DNC nominee was going to be, we knew that no matter what was going to happen, it was not going to bode well for a lot of people. Absolutely. And I think some people are now waking up, and I wonder if things had gone the other way, if people would have just been more pacified. Um, totally, man.
6: I mean, you know, for uh, for me, like, you know, what's, uh, what's pretty interesting is, uh, so I, I put something on my Facebook page, uh, you know, like... A month or two before the election, will we went down, and I said, you know, if you, if you vote for a a candidate that is pro private prisons, that you know, that endorsed the, the three strikes law and that was, you know, anti-marijuana legalization, then that means that you want, you want, you endorse that candidate and everyone, you know, and there were so many people on my Facebook page, just, just basically saying, you know, you're wrong, you're wrong. Yeah. That is, yeah that and so it's funny like that now that, you know, Trump is, is our president and, you know, people are saying, Oh my God, you know, if, if you vote for Trump, you know, you're, you're voting for racism. But I'm like. I said the same thing about Hillary and people call me a hypocrite. I'm like, well, if you, if you cast a vote for somebody, look, like you can, you, you can rationalize it any, any way you want to say, oh, well, you know, every cane is not perfect. You know, you're not going to agree with everything that, that he or her says. But, you know, if, if you vote for, for someone that was pro locking black and Latino people up, then that means that, you know, you're cool with that. Mm hmm. And so I agree that people would have been more pacified because you know just just keep it all the way live Roman, I like, like majority of these uh, protesters that are that are out here, they wouldn't be out here uh, uh, if Hillary was elected. Yep. And Hillary and Trump, I mean, they're 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 both too racist. So um, so I mean, it's like how do you you like how do you want your your, your racism and white supremacy? Do you want it in your face or do you want it co- you like covert? Yeah. I mean? Yeah. And for me personally, man, like I. I want it in my face, like, so I know, okay, I know who you are, you know what I mean, I know who, you know, I know who I'm dealing with, I know what you're about, so I can just, you know, plan accordingly, though, you know? Yeah,
2: absolutely, to defend oneself.
6: Absolutely, man, I mean, because, bro, like, right right now, it's getting crazy, like, uh, I think, like, uh, 10 days within Trump's election, it was, like, a little under 900 hate crime attacks. Yes,
2: yeah. Yeah, and those are just the ones that were reported,
6: right? Yeah, I mean, like, what's what's really surprising to me? I mean, like, again, I, I wasn't really surprised about, about about Trump winning. I mean, I know what country we live in. I mean, it's, I mean, it's it it's it's pretty blatant. But I, I'm just surprised at the amount of anti-Semitic attacks. More mm-hmm. than anything, I mean. Uh, did you see, like, the post that I, that I put up on Facebook uh, about the little kid bringing a, a cupcake? Oh, yeah, with, from he, Arizona, yeah. Swasca. yeah. Yeah. I was like, damn, like, for real? Like, it's just, know, it's, kind of, it's, just it's, it's just wild. Yeah,
2: I've seen you know, like as being painted, like, on garage doors, and heard of mezuzahs being broken, like, in Minnesota. Right. So... And I think for I mean, that's and as a Jewish person, like there's that, like I was always being aware of anti-Semitism Absolutely. in a way, and then at the same time, recognizing there's the assimilation and the white privilege for some right. for some Jewish folks where there's that like, oh, it can't happen to me because right. I can either pass or I can get through without having to deal with it being so in my face,
6: definitely, man. uh, you know, it's um there was a tweet that was retweeted from a uh, Carl Reiner, yeah, yeah, man, like uh, uh, did you see that? Yeah, sad, disappointing, man. yeah, man. really disappointing. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it's like, oh well, you know, I was all good with it, but you know, I was all good with good with the white supremacy, but now that you know Jewish folks are being attacked, he he's like, oh well, you know, let me not be okay with it. And I was just like, wow, like you know, it's, but you know, it is what it is, man. Yeah. You know?
2: And that's something that also goes back to your article, with just talking about, you know, whether it's like, you know, cis allyship to trans folks, right. where it's like we really have to have each other's backs, because at the end of the day, people are being marginalized, people are being attacked, and the sooner we can come together and watch out for each other, because we're in the majority.
6: Absolutely, yeah, man. You know, it's uh, the reason. Well, a couple of reasons why that I wrote the article. You know, I knew that uh, trans awareness week or trans awareness month was coming up. It was, uh, it was last month. And, you know, I wanted to write something directed at straight men. You know, uh, straight man cis talk- men talk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, You know, like straight cis man. you know, coming from another straight cis man talking about, hey, you know, this is what is going on. Like, there's a lot of misconceptions about trans people. And I'm not talking like I'm some authority because I'm because I'm still learning, man. I mean, you know, I got a chance to talk to uh, Mia Saja, who's an amazing person. Mm-hmm you know, we kind of busted up for like an hour just at, uh, 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 we went to this place called, called soul groove. Uh, it's, uh, it's in the tenderloin and a, you know, pretty remarkable person, man. And, uh, you know, she just kind of just, you know, just, you know, spilled her heart, man. And just, and it really made me realize like, wow, like, I mean, like I will never know what it's like to be a woman. I'll never know what it what it's like to be a member of the LGBTQ, and I will certainly not know what it's like to be uh, to be trans to be transgender. So, but you know, me being a writer, you know, what I can do is I can put this out to a platform, and maybe other you know cisgender men will will see this and say, okay, you know what this is, you know, this is what we need to do, you know?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, yeah, so it's so important. And that's something, too, with just recognizing how these attacks are continuing to happen. And for the trans community, that's, like, always been the case. Or I should say after 1492, like, after Europeans have kind of come in. Because if you look back to the folks who were here before, there was a lot of, you know, gender diversity and recognition. And people were shamans, and there was a lot of... Uh, people who were, who were, what would we I guess typically view as trans, were seen as some of the leaders. Wow, of, you know what, uh, yeah.
6: see you know bro, like I didn't even know that. Yeah. Wow, that's what's up man, I mean you know, look man, like trans like, I don't want to disrespect it, but like the trans movement, like the trans awakening, just the uh, just these uh, trans people coming into the mainstream I mean, that's not gonna die down so I think that it would behoove us to learn more, learn more about who they are, their struggles and, you know, be an ally, man. I mean, like, let's like, let's help. I mean, my mother, you know, she would always tell me either you're part of the problem or you're part of the solution. Mm -hmm. You're like, you know, which one are you? And you know, I'm not a, I'm not an organizer. You know what I mean? I'm not a, I'm damn sure not, not a politician. I mean, I'm a writer. So my, uh, my contribution to the movement you know to the revolution is to document yeah and i just think that you know talking about trans and like it's just it's it's not being talked about in a very constructive way though. Mm-hmm. you feel like
2: absolutely yeah and it's it's hard too just from like coming from that perspective which i think is a, a universal perspective where it's really exhausting to talk about one's own oppression
6: absolutely fam i mean dude look i I'm, i mean look i'm keep it all the way live with you like I don't like talking about race to white people because it because I just don't just you know my just like my, my opinion, I mean like there are a couple outliers but for the most part I just don't think whites can be honest about race. And just the fact that, you know, we've talked about this issue, you know, to ad nauseum and people still say, Oh well, you know well, you know, we need to have a conversation. I'm like, no actually we we don't. Like my man Danny from Canada, he wrote was arguably the greatest essay on race in the past couple years, and in it he said, "You know, we don't need to have a conversation because what we because we've told you what 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 we want over and over, and either you didn't like the answer or you just weren't paying attention. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like with trans and with LGBTQ people, they shouldn't have to tell someone such as myself." Okay, well, you know, this is what you need to do to treat us well. No, like, you know, we need to research that stuff, man. Yeah. And yeah. then we need to go talk to our brethren and say, hey, you know what? Like, let's let's not act like act like that. I mean let's let's evolve, right? Yes,
2: yeah. Yeah, I see that within different communities, like within racism within the LGBT community, for instance, and misogyny and transphobia within the, even within the LGBT community.
6: Absolutely, man. I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things, B, where it's like, why do you have to constantly explain your oppression to the dominant culture, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: I yeah. mean, it's...
6: it's So, like, one thing that uh, that I've been uh, sort of trying to embody, Roman, is, like, uh, things being con- constructive and just... And with loving yourself means valuing your time, right? Yes. And just valuing, like, your your energy. And I just don't think it's a good use of energy or good use of time to just consistently keep trying to not only appeal to the dominant culture's um, morality but just to keep explaining things that you know we've put on paper that we put on video that we put on song and it's just yo, know, like let's just move past that though you know
2: yeah definitely
6: so I mean yeah man I mean you know it's I'm, I'm just happy that I was able to uh, write it and you know the essay got really good response. I mean, there I mean, there was a lot of negative fee- feedback, mm-hmm. un- unfortunately. I mean, like, um, did you uh, did you see some of the uh, some 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 of the comments? Babe? I
2: try to do my mental. I read your article and I did my mental health, where I just like I'm like I'm not gonna read the comments. Bird. Like it's like it's not gonna it's gonna make me really angry. Right. And I recognize it's important to to see what the quote unquote not necessarily the enemy, but what what's being tossed at us. But then also at the same time, as a trans person, like I've my entire life has been you know having to deal with comments like that right and i don't need to i don't need to subject myself to more of that coming from people who don't understand and are actively harming there's a, I mean there's the idea of like intention versus action and what i don't necessarily understand what their and maybe their intention was to like try to defend their own prejudices or their own biases and just just to protect myself i don't need to see more of that
6: exactly exactly man i mean my friend David Chestine, you know, was uh, he would always tell me, "Lauren, don't read the comments."
2: Like, <laughs> yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. Like
6: it's, it's um, it's this sort of masochistic thing, and I, and I, I, for some reason, man, like I read the comments, man, and it really, it really made me sad, Roman, because it was, you know, I expected stuff coming from like you know straight cisgender men. I mean, because look, you know, we're you know we're just freaking stupid, but I didn't expect. Things coming from cisgendered women. Oh yeah, yeah. and it was so crazy. I mean, it was like these women were trying to attack trans people for saying, "Oh, well, you're just assuming being a woman, and you know, you don't know what it's like just you know, just because you want to put on a dress and and say say you're a woman, that doesn't mean you're a woman." And I'm just like, wow, like can't there just be space for everybody?
2: Yeah, you absolutely.
6: I mean, yeah, you know that uh, that part of of the game really. It, it really, kind of made me sad, man. Because it's just like, you know, trans people are already maligned and just uh, sort of, uh, they're 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 just um, gosh, what's the word that I, that I'm looking for? Like, they're sort of cut off from like uh, from like mainstream society, and they don't even. And from what I've been seeing, and again, I'm not a member. You know, I could be wrong, but many of the LGBTQ community, they don't get the standing that they should. Yeah. And then on top of that, you have women who are also just coming at them, just like, damn, like, you know, can't yeah. they just, I mean, like, you know, can't people just, just live, you know?
2: Yeah, and then looking at LGBTQ history and looking at like Stonewall, the Stonewall riots, the Compton Cafeteria riots, which were led by mostly like trans women of color, Absolutely. especially the ones who, the reason that there is gay pride today are because of these folks decided to fight back against police, and it's it makes it even more sad to see just the folks who have been at the forefront of it to make sure that people have their basic rights are the ones who are still thrown under the bus.
6: Yeah, I mean it's it's you know people. I guess the uh, the number one reason why that I why that I wrote the article, uh, Roman, is because I just felt that people have an inherent right to live a peaceful life yeah yeah i mean you know all of our challenges aside i mean you know everyone has a right to live a life where you're not judged where you are not persecuted where you're not exiled i mean and you know that's a you know that's human right now does that does that happen no i mean i mean absolutely not i mean there's you know this is a world that's built on chaos but I just feel like that if we kind of understood that and, you know, just... I mean, there's just so much other stuff to be worried about, right? Yeah. I mean, like, we have... uh, I mean, we we have a homophobic maniac that is a vice president. Yep. I mean... Yeah. You know, that's something that we should... I mean, like, our the pro- the proposed I guess Secretary of Education or I don't know uh, what I don't know what the woman's title is but yeah. she is a cre- she's a creationist mm-hmm. so I mean that right that right there man I mean like you know some somebody I'm sorry you guys uh, that was my girlfriend calling me right now um, someone who doesn't believe in science I mean yeah. that I mean that right there that's like that's like red red alarm right yeah. so we have this. This reg- I'm going to even call it an administration, this regime coming in that could really change a lot of stuff. And we're worried about someone's sexual preference or someone's born identity. It's yeah. just like, you know, where are our priorities at, though, you know?
2: Absolutely. Well, let's perhaps take a little bit of a break and play some more uh, anti-fascist music. Yeah. And then we'll be back in a little bit. Just going to pull up a song here. Let's see. All right.
3: You will not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out.
0: i
2: Welcome back to the weekly review. That was System of a Down with BYOB. Before that was Gil Scott-Heron with "The Revolution Will Not Be Televised."
6: Gil, man, it's always good to hear Surge and uh, and Gil Scott back to back, man. I mean, that's, that's oh yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a treat.
2: Yeah, there's so there are so many good 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 songs. We're not going to get to all of them this week, so we'll just have to do them next week. That's what's up. Yeah, it's it's really reassuring just to see just throughout history how many musicians and artists right. have really. Uh, been on on the right side of things yeah
6: i mean like i think this is time man i i you know music should reflect the times that we're in and you know and like january i mean like when does he get inaugurated january 19th january 20th, 20th? i think yeah. Dude, january 20th hasn't even can you got people just scared Like, yep. i'm just like okay yeah yeah That's... i mean like all my writing is reflecting this now and i'm not trying to come off like I was surprised because, because I'm not again, you know, we live in a system of racism and white supremacy and I was just anti Clinton, you know, because I, I'm I'm not gonna vote for someone who I just think is just rotten just because the other person's rotten rottener.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You,
6: you know? I mean, you're like, you know, we were talking about this like off, off air, man. Like there was there was a lot of shame in you.
2: Yeah, so much. Right? So much.
6: I mean, like, uh, you know, like, what kind of, like, I guess, what kind of shaming did you, uh, did you, because I know you're like, you like, you were one of my few friends that were just like, yo, Ron, I'm with you, Clinton, she's, she's not, she's not it, like, how are people kind of coming at you, though?
2: Uh, for being a third party voter, and I think part of it, and I also recognize that the whole system's fucked, and no matter who we have in there, we need to, like, just dismantle it completely, Absolutely. so I recognize that. Um, as someone who is always registered and lived in blue states, I feel like that's some, something I have in my back pocket, like this extra like, oh, California's gonna go blue, so why Absolutely, are you yelling yeah. at me? And also, this idea is, you know, if you wanna make change, talk to your enemies, not your friends. Right. So it's like, I'm not the one voting for Trump, I'm not voting for him, so why don't you talk to people who are voting for Trump, as opposed to someone who is not, vo- like, I'm not the enemy here. I right. am I am supporting a candidate who has, who agrees with what I agree with, and because that, and the idea is that with third car- third party candidates, that they would get, if they have enough votes, they can they can change the conversation. They can actually challenge those the two right. parties to talk about things that actually matter, like the environment, for instance. Right, absolutely. So, yeah, from what I got was a, a lot of shaming. And the same thing I got in 2004, which is the, we can't have WB elected again. You have to fucking vote for the Democrat. And I'm like, I don't like the Democrat.
6: I know, dude, like, John, look, you know one thing that like and and i'm not a barack obama fan at, at all right but one thing that i know he represented is like he represented excitement right? yeah I mean, this yeah is he i mean i didn't realize he was so beholden to corporate america and, and to wall street but this guy he seems like an outsider right? yes I mean, like, yeah he seemed like you know and i'm really stressed and seemed like you know someone who could really change things and so People don't want the same thing. And so when you trot up uh, people like Hillary Clinton, like John Kerry, like Tim Kaine, I mean, you know, it's it's like, okay, yeah, like, you know, we need something different. Yes. And so, yes. you know, uh, uh, Donald J. Trump represented that, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's what that is. Yeah,
2: people definitely wanted something different. And I think the, the Democrats were not willing to listen to that.
6: No. I mean, you know, uh, we were talking about uh, Bernie being a running. Well, I mean, just you know, Bernie. Period. Um, there's a great Rolling Stone interview of Bernie by Matt Taibbi. Is that is how you yeah, pronounce Tyabi, it? Yeah, think. Yeah, like he's he's probably my favorite political writer. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really. I mean, he wrote this amazing rebuke of Jan Wiener's endorsement of Hillary Clinton, and he wrote it pro Bernie. And it was really. I mean, it, it was it was some it was some fantastic political writing, and. The newest interview, when he interviewed Bernie, you know, he had, I guess previously he had went to Trump country and he was just, you know, and he was just talking to people. And this, and it was something that was said that just, was just like, wow. He spoke to uh, this person and the guy said, look, do you see there's a 65 year old man working in McDonald's? There's, there's something wrong with this country. And, and, and that is a hundred percent correct, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's sad that the elderly still have to work. I mean, that's, you know, it's something to be said about that. Now, do I think Trump uh, will help the economy? No. I mean, he doesn't have a plan. I mean, he there's, he has laid out nothing. And the people that he's installing in his cabinet, I mean, he's got climate change deniers. Yeah. I mean, he's got creationists, he's got uh, Bannon, who is just a virulent racist, and he's anti-Semite, and he's got uh, was was that like General Pre Previous Pri- Prius? Oh, Rance Pri- Prius. Yeah, who says Islam is a political identity? I mean, like, so he, he's loading up his cabinet with just these these people that are just absolutely ridiculous. And I'm just like, okay, you know, if the DNC would have played ball, I mean, if Hillary Clinton, she should have either uh, had Bernie Sanders as a running mate, mm-hmm. or maybe one of the Castro brothers. I mean, just. Because no one knows Tim Kane. I mean, I never heard of him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it was like, his whole thing, he was like, okay, Tim Kane speaks Spanish. <laughs> I was like, wow, like, do you actually think, I mean, that, do you actually think people are that stupid? Like, George W. Bush spoke Spanish. Yep, I was mean, just thinking <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, you know, if we're going to... Beat a candidate who, I mean, again, like, he's the least prepared president ever. Yeah. I mean, he's just... Who
2: would have thought it could get worse? You know,
6: <laughs> I mean, like, I... It's... He's, he's morally bankrupt. But the people wanted... People wanted that, man. Like, people wanted change. And and it's just... There's so much we could say about the defeat of Hillary Clinton. I mean, the fact that she wasn't authentic. the The fact that she was so stiff and just so cold and just... Just, I mean, just a horrible camp. I mean, and it was funny because I was at a, um, I I was at a watch party for the, for for the election. Uh, um, shout out to Kovo. I was down there and I was uh I was I was you know amongst these people and I got there, and you know Trump was leading. And the mood was, you know, kind of somber. Right. And so, you know, I, I don't, I don't drink beer, but, you know, it's the only thing they had. So I'm, I'm sipping a beer slowly and uh, Trump won Ohio. And I just giggled. I was like, oh, my God. Like, and it's just, you know, if you fast forward to that, you know, Clinton spent too much time, you know, dancing on Ellen's show. Mm-hmm. She was holding rallies with people that are have no political uh significance like i don't give a f what lebron james thinks up about about climate change yeah i I don't care what jay-z thinks about you know police 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 brutality like you know what about the uh flint water crisis yeah i mean that was not how, how about standing rock
2: yes yeah that's a huge thing (sighs) <sighs> <Right>? oh <sighs> it's like right? how can you not choose this i recognize that the world is gray and complex but like how could you not choose a side in a situation like that
6: right oh. i mean and just the answer she gave was just so bad and oh yeah there were so many like so many chances to just energize the campaign man i mean you know i mean if you just if you take a look at flint flint michigan i mean that's 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 environmental racism right there mm-hmm. that's that that's called genocide and people are being fed water that is not healthy the fact that this wasn't a major talking i mean this is i mean this is a, a city this isn't a town this isn't a, a commonwealth this isn't a this isn't a neighborhood this is a city yeah. like flint michigan is a city i mean i don't i don't know the population but it's in the thousands obviously and for that to not be a talking point, you know, then you wonder why she didn't win Michigan.
2: Mm-hmm. You, yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, uh, 90,000 people who voted in Michigan did not select a president. So they voted, but they didn't select her or wow, Trump. 90,000 really? people. Yeah. People were that turned off.
6: Wow. You know, uh, um she should have rethought those uh those rallies with uh lena dunham
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> like, a thing if you go like, to celebrities it's just it's it seems just very very tone deaf and like to not like reach out to the working class and just
6: yeah it's uh... I, I mean like i remember um and one of trump's final rallies and you know trump man look you know trump's trump's a smart dude he he said you know hillary clinton's campaigning with jay-z and j-lo but, you know, I don't need those people. I I got y'all. And he's saying that to a population in Florida. And Floridians are like, yeah. Like, I, I mean, he he didn't need those celebrity endorsements. I mean, I don't think he was going to get them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he was like, look, you know, I'm going to talk to the average person. I mean, he appealed to those white working class voters. You know what I mean? And. I think the majority of them were going to vote for him because he's, because he's a white man, but you know, she didn't, I mean, she didn't do that, man. I mean, you know, she didn't do that. You know, she didn't, uh, you know, she didn't talk to people in the rust belt, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like I, like, like, did she win Pennsylvania or did she, I mean, I, I, I don't know if, 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 if if she did not, but like, you know, she should have been talking to like the factory workers. Yeah. I mean, like, You know, people that are people that are working, people that are truly living paycheck to paycheck. I don't give a crap about her having a a party in Silicon Valley. Like, yo, fam, who cares? I mean, like, this is California. Democrats will have California on lock forever. Democrats will have New York on lock forever. Mm -hmm. Not to take us for granted, but there's no way in hell that California would ever vote for Donald Trump. And unfortunately we're so married to the to, to the Democratic Party that none of us would look at a third party candidate. But she at California, like she, she had all these liberal cities on lock. I mean all these liberal states on lock. So why not go down to Missouri? Why not go down mm-hmm. to Ohio? I mean, I, I just just the whole plan was just flawed, you know?
2: Yeah. And it's, it's frustrating, I think, for folks who are recognizing this ahead of time and trying to prepare people and trying to have conversations. And I think there was a lot of fighting and still is a lot of fighting amongst the left where yeah. people are refusing to listen to one another. And people are people are blaming one another still. Like there was still like a lot of shaming happening afterwards. People and it there there's a great meme that kind of came out where it's in, in defense of third party voters where it's like before you're telling me that my vote doesn't matter and then afterwards people were blaming me for voting third party. Wow. And it's like, which is it? Does my Such vote a matter? Good meme. Or does it not does it not matter?
6: Such a good meme, B. Such a good meme. I, I mean, at that that hits the nail right right on the head, man. I mean You know, I think that some people you know, I I believe that there was a lot of fear mongering Yeah. because I mean, for me, like Donald Trump, we don't know what he's going to do. Right. But we knew what Clinton did, Mm -hmm. you know, Hillary Clinton, you know, she campaigned for the 1994 crime bill, -hmm. which was just, I mean, I, the impact that that had on African-American and, and Latino communities was just, I could never state that fully, yeah, you know she took money from private prisons. she voted for the Iraq war mm-hmm. I don't uh there's been tons of um of uh reports of her involvement with with Haiti.
2: Mm. oh yeah, right. there was a great interview um outside the the DNC convention of uh, there was a man from Haiti who was just talking about the everything that they did with with in and how just yeah. I don't. I don't even have the words for it.
6: It's it's incredible, right? I mean, you know, she was. You know, she was pro fracking. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, she was. Uh, she was for the Patriot Act. I mean, there's just so many things that Hillary Clinton was for. You know, she was for. She was. She was. She was for wealth. She was for the welfare. Re- reform act i mean that stuff like that has really decimated the hood is really decimated low income not only black and brown families but white families I, I mean so if you so if you think about that like i just felt that she had there was so much to overcome mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and i'll go on the record i say i, I think she was the most qualified candidate ever mm-hmm. i mean she was a lawyer. She was a uh, she was a senator. Yeah. she was she was secretary of defense. So I'm like, she paid her she paid her dues absolutely. But there was so much dirt. I mean the um, the emails. I mean it just when when you've done so much stuff like that, and when people can't deem you trustworthy, then they're not gonna then they're not gonna trust you with her uh, with the country. Could she have done a better job than, than Donald Trump? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that is. A question. I mean, I, I mean, of course. I mean, I, I think that you or I could probably do a, a better <laughs> job than, than Donald Trump, and we're not politicians. Absolutely. But, but just, you know, her. It was just, just too much shadiness, man. Yeah. You know? Just, I mean, it just people just did, just didn't like her. hmm You know, like she just, I don't know, man. She just was just, just phony. Yeah. You know. And it's
2: a shame because I know I do recognize that misogyny played a part too, Super. and. At the same time. I know plenty of people who don't like her who would have totally voted for Elizabeth Warren. So a lot of it's Absolutely. like, yeah, misogyny did play a part and at the same time, that's I would love a I mean, first of all, I'd love no president at all in an ideal right. world. Um but it would be great. Yes, it would be great to have like a female president, but I can't just because of your just because of your gender doesn't mean that I'm going to you're gonna have my vote.
6: Right. You know what I mean? Like I could never knock a woman for voting for Clinton because she's a woman. You know, I, I think that um We've had plenty of uh, competent women that could have been president and the fact that um, there's finally one that could have done the job fairly successful and you know it really excited women you know but it just I don't know you know it's just the, op- the authenticity that someone like Bernie Sanders has you know it, it, it can't be bought mm-hmm. and I just think that Clinton just had a credibility problem. That even turned off plenty plenty women, man. Yeah. I mean, it was oh, just, yeah. you know, it was just like, man, like, you know, I mean, just, there was just so many mis- miscues, man. I mean, just so many things that, you know, I mean, even with her interaction with the Black Lives Matter uh, pro- protesters, I mean, that oh, was just, yeah. just, 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 just ridiculous. And I just, I think the nail in the coffin for a lot of people, but it's just uh, her not speaking up about the Standing Rock stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. you know it
2: was interesting seeing people post about Standing Rock and at the same time being, you know, this I'm with her. Right. And I liked that there was the, also just the people who had posted I'm with her, but it was like, instead of a picture of her, it was like Planet Earth. And right. the arrow was pointed at I'm with wow. her, like Planet Earth. Right, right, like, I'm right. with her. And I'm like, yeah, I'm with her too. That's that, dope. Yeah. So.
6: Yeah, it's, man, I mean, uh, what do you, so, knowing what we know about, like, people like Mike Pence and, I mean, oh, yeah. Case, he's, he's kind of a space case man I
2: mean I can't like there's that part of me that partially I'm a pacifist and then I'm also I'm just like why are these people still around honestly <laughs> like we're all you know we're all for like I'm all for freedom of speech and opinions when people are in positions of power that are passing legislature that harms people that he like wants to like like conversion therapy which yeah. is torture and like not allowing women to have like access to reproductive health care that's yeah. fucking torture Yeah. so it's different than someone who's just Ever, an average person on the street who's like, oh, this is my opinion, whatever. Right. When someone is in a position of power to actually enact that over someone else's body, they have right. to be stopped by any means personally. Absolutely. So I'm wondering, how do we go about doing that?
6: <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you know, he's a very scary guy, man. I mean, he, anyone that is pro conversion therapy, I mean, that, that, that's got to be a religious mo- motivated reason, right? And I, I thought that we were a country, you know, freedom of religion, but I mean, just, Again, you know, like you know, we're worried about something that just doesn't really matter. I mean, he's a straight. I mean, he's a straight cis, cisgender guy. Po- he says he's straight, possibly. possibly yeah. I mean, yeah. but but didn't he go through the therapy or
2: something? There was an article. I don't know how the validity of the article, but like there was that article going around that like conversion therapy saved my marriage. And I don't know. I can't speak if that's true or not. But I think.
6: Well. I know that uh, Marcus Bach, uh, Marcus Bachman.
2: Oh yeah, he, right.
6: He went through that, right? Yeah, that worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, and, I, I mean, ugh, I, I don't know, but yeah. yeah, like just you know that that is torture, and that's one of the things that I, I did appreciate about President Obama is that he didn't he try to ban that, or mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's 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 barbaric and it's 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 immoral. I mean, you know, just I, I mean he. He scares me more than Trump. Same. Because, I mean, if someone thinks like that, then, you know, I just, I don't know. I mean, that's just being anti against a whole group of people. You know, know, but, you know, but then again, man, I mean, you know, people, people disregarded that and they just like, okay, well, you know, I'm I'm just going to vote for, I'm just going to vote for this guy. Yeah.
2: You know, I mean, yeah, it's really scary. And I think there's a lot of people believing that, you know, Trump will be impeached or he won't make it very far. And then, And then people will find a reason cause he doesn't want the job, but then you have Pence at in charge and that's right. like worse in a way. Right. So I'm like, how can we do it? And like a lot of the people that he, he's appointed, I don't want to f- hear from any of them ever again, to be honest. No. No. So what can, I mean the next step I guess is what can we do? And also I'm right. very much for people who want to like either do the recount or work within the system, go for it, do that. And I think at the same time, we need to find alternatives regardless, Absolutely. even if, even, you know, even if fucking Bernie were elected, we need to find alternatives where we're not reliant on the state for survival.
6: Like, you know, there more than any, like more than any time now, there needs to be a push for third party. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, one of the uh, criticisms of Stein and, and the Green Party is like they're only seen during the presidential election. So, I think that uh, the the greens need to make themselves more visible,
0: mm-hmm.
6: you know, during, uh, even during the midterm. Yeah, you yeah. You know, and um, it may be time for, you know, Stein to uh, take a step back and to have someone else run. Mm-hmm. I mean, Stein, you know, she's she's been there, she's done that, you know. I mean, I, I think that uh, having... Baraka as, as a running mate, I mean, like, that, he's great. I, mean, I heard. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean yo, you know, I, you know, I voted for him. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like I, I, there was just, there was just no way that I, that I, that I, that I was going to vote for the other candidates, but, but just, you know, having him as a running mate, just, you know, signals like, okay, you know, this, this is, I mean, they're really ready to shake, shake stuff up. But you know I guess in America, we don't, we, we like our change incremental yeah not, you know drastic
2: yeah or maybe two steps forward and one step back or one step forward two steps back like we'll give you a little bit of this but then we'll compromise on something else
6: yeah, yeah. I mean like um, did you follow a, a lot of local a lot of local legislation you're like, Cali- <sighs> you like California <laughs>
2: yeah I so did forth? I yeah it was really especially uh, with uh, prop Q passing was really sad that was the one to make uh, tents illegal
6: man look Anybody, yo, if you voted for that man, you are a straight clown. I mean, we already have a a mayor, I I, I call him Ed Tent City Lee, who just who just bores just tents as it. I mean, why would you make tents illegal, man? Right, you know I mean, right. Like, like if if you're gonna make tents illegal, then you have to put something in place right. of of that. So we're just gonna have people just just sleeping on the streets, right? Yep. I mean, like where I live, I you know, whenever I walk out the door to work, I see a guy sleeping on a doorstep all the time. And it's, it's I don't know, man. I just, I, I question why someone would uh, would, would vote for Prop Q,
2: Yeah. Know? I think it was designed in a way to get people, like, it was the, the falsehood of it. It was right. designed like, oh, you can vote for housing, but there wasn't any housing in place. So like Mark Farrell, who's I think he's a fucking white supremacist. He's on the board of, he's board of supervisors. Right. He's in the Marina District. He and Scott Weiner both were proponents of it. And we know where their priorities lie. Man, Scott,
6: Scott Weiner, I, I was so sad wow. uh, to hear my daughter yeah. Kim lost. Yeah. Just, uh, he's such a tool,
2: man. He is. He's such a tool that I heard people were voting for him only so he would leave San Francisco. People wanted him to be centered wow. just so he would get the fuck out of the city. He's that. He's like that. For folks who are not from the Bay Area or not tuned into San Francisco politics, he's democrat name only i should right. say
6: yeah man like what was the ish- issue with scott Weiner and his phone didn't you try to get some guy prosecuted to the fullest because someone stole his phone yeah just, yeah i mean just some yeah he's Ugh, yeah, just he's, creeps i mean like you know jane kim you know she wasn't perfect but i you know my limited interactions with her i i, I thought she was genuine and i i've seen scott Weiner. I, I just his whole body language was just yeah off was like, yes
2: nah, yeah, yeah
6: you know what I mean like uh uh-uh. uh but you know those uh those uh those Conway back folks man yep
2: yeah. and it goes all the way to the top and I think that's something else too is that folks have paid a lot of attention to the presidential election yeah. and if people pay as much attention to local politics that's where real change can happen
6: absolutely man like uh my uh my buddy Jonah uh, Matranga said uh all politics are local
2: yes absolutely
6: that's real. That's real talk, man. I, you know, I, I was really happy that uh, Prop 57 passed though. And uh, and if anyone did not know what know what Prop 57 is, that's the California reentry program that allowed people incarcerated to gain credits for good behavior by, uh, you know, by I mean like credits towards release for good behavior and or educational pursuits. And and it also took away the discretion of charging juveniles as adults from the prosecutor and gave it back to the judges. So, you know, I, I I wrote on that, I spoke on it, you know, gave interviews for it, and so that passed. You know, that was really awesome. Um, I'm just curious, Roman, what was your take on uh on on sixty four, man, the the marijuana
2: that, that was difficult because I know I'm obviously I, for well I shouldn't say obviously, but I think everything should be legal completely right. regardless. And at the same time, I had I know some folks who work within the industry, and they're saying it was really problematic because right. it's going to control who has ownership over it, which has been I think the big debate as far as you know the legislation has been going through without the through the different states where people have been locked up for it over time, right. and then now that it's legal. A certain percent of the population You can guess which demographic right. will now have ownership of it right. so I, yeah I, I saw both sides of it right. and i was also on a few mailing lists where folks were debating you know where the, the idea is like oh we want to get it legalized as quickly as possible and at the same time if we don't look at the fine print it could cause more problems
6: right yeah um i actually spoke to uh um, i think her uh her company is marijuana like mirage Med- uh, medicinal uh person by the name of nina parks we had a discussion uh, via Facebook, and I at first I was pro sixty four, and then you know she kind of enlightened me, like, no, you know this is, you know, devils in the details, man. Like read on it. I just was like wow, like, like, I guess more than anything, sixty four did not um, retroactively sentence people. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So it's it just uh, it commercialized it. It main yes. it just mainstreamed mar- marijuana, and you know again like people who like people don't people don't understand like how hard it is to get into that industry right i mean only three percent of marijuana dispensaries and or businesses are are owned by african-americans right the large portion of them are owned by caucasians yeah and if you have a felony you're locked out so that i mean and look marijuana that's the new gold rush Mm -hmm. so you can't get into that industry and it, it it's so it's so hot hell i'm trying to figure out um how i uh, how i can get uh into the weed game because <laughs> because i mean there's just, there's just so much money to, to be made but you you know it's um yeah I, i'm but i mean yeah, it, it just it doesn't do anything and the uh, criminal the um criminal aspect of it 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 yeah it just it just doesn't help out though you know yeah i think
2: that to be the first thing just to like let everyone out
6: absolutely man i mean dude like it's just it's just bud i mean it's right it's medicine right yeah i'm like you know i've I've a friend of mine his uh his mother you know she's kind of going through some pains and she has adverse reactions to different medications you know i believe she has uh some form of 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 dement of dementia and you know uh he's like i'm gonna have to see if i can give her some marijuana Mm -hmm. so i mean i i just think it's uh it 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 can be more advantageous for us but the criminal justice portion of it needs needs to be added you know i mean it's should be treated like alcohol
2: yeah you know what I mean? And like, it's even healthier than alcohol.
6: Yeah, exactly. You know, it doesn't provide the white gain.
2: So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you think about people being angry or like actions that people have done while drunk, yeah. or even like drunk driving, Right. as opposed to someone who has cancer or HIV or a number of you know a number of conditions where right. high CBDs like help people.
6: Yeah, man. I mean, like you know, cannabis. Uh, cannabis can really change lives. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't use cannabis. I just don't. I just don't like it. But I feel that um, it's more uh, it's more positive than negative,
2: though. Oh, absolutely. Know?
6: And you know, just many people that are selling it underground are doing it because they don't have any other uh, way to way to support themselves. Yeah. And, and to make money, you know.
2: Yeah, and I think also with the, the more like the legalization like becomes more education, and that's part of it too. When something's criminalized, there's less people are more afraid of it. There's not right. as much information as to what strains can help people. Right. Like, with anything else, like, I mean, a whole other conversation can also go on to, like, sex work, which is a whole other issue, too, which is something that's criminalized that a lot of people partake in, and people who participate in it are end up being criminalized.
6: Right, right. You know, um, I wrote an article a long time ago, it's called Why I Don't Pay for Sex, and I just, for me, I mean, just personally, I would never do that you know but after you know after consideration after research after after introspection I don't knock people that do it I mean it's you know it's just not for me it's just like marijuana I don't mm-hmm. use it but you know you you, know, you should be free to do it I mean yeah. I think that you know with sex work as long as it's regulated and there are you know the health checks I mean hell man like Dennis Hoff in, in, in Nevada has the Bunny Ranch and that guy he's, he's making money hand over fist and he has doctors come coming in on a fairly regular basis and giving checkups. I mean that that's the way things should be. You, you know, I mean it's it that is an industry that will be around forever.
2: Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, people should have ownership over their own bodies.
6: Yeah, I mean you know just you know just because I'm a uh, you know I'm I'm one of those 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 guys that that's like. I'm never going to do it. Like, you know, doesn't mean that, you know, Jack or or Benny shouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, do what you feel. You're here. (laughs) I mean,
2: yeah. Well, on that note, uh, we should, uh, should wrap up. Thank you so much for, for coming in. Is there anything else you'd like to share?
6: Man, uh, you know, well, just thank you for allowing me to come Man, I mean, um, I want everybody to visit laurenbarton.com. I, I wrote a piece recently, um, called only in America, uh, my view on the Donald Trump presidency part one. And, um, I'm actually going to be writing a part two where I'm going to be talking to, to different people. So, uh, about their views on, you know, how do they feel, you know, what are things, think what do they, think's, thinks going to come up? And, and, and Roman, like, you're like, I need to definitely get up with you so, you know, I, I can get your input on yeah. it. Uh, so, laronbarton.com and just, you know, I'm still going to be, still be writing and just, you know, I'm just, you know, trying to build with people, man. So I'm just, I'm just out here living, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: Cool. Thank you so much for coming in. Right, and thanks, man. Always. Yeah. Look forward to the next time. Yes, sir. All right. Well, stay tuned. We'll be back in a little bit.
1: Awesome, man. Thank you.
7: That you beat and you can say About. Money I the love
0: tonight? One, two, three, no!
2: the weekly review. That was some good music for you. Big thank you again to Laurent Barton for coming in. You can check out Laurent Barton's work at laurentbarton.com. We just heard the song by the band Death, Politicians in My Eyes. Thank you to Thunder for suggesting that one. And before that, uh, Shift recommended Angel Hayes with Battle Cry. So thank you both for suggesting those songs to play. There's a lot of good stuff. And again, we're not going to get to everything this week, but next week, there will be more. And I'm glad folks are continuing to comment. There's a lot of great music out there with a lot of uh, great messages. So I'm going to get to as many as we can today. Um, yeah, I feel like we, we covered a lot during the show. There's a lot to be upset about and also we need to strategize and, and see about that. Coming up next at 2 p.m. here at Mutiny Radio is Women's Magazine with Global Val, so stay tuned. Following that at 3 p.m. is the Common Thread Collective. If you have music, poetry, spoken word, whatever you like to do, come by, check it out. It's a great space. Uh, Folks can come in. And it's everyone's welcome, and that's a really nice thing to have, as things should be, certainly. So yeah, a lot of good music that we've been playing, and there will be more. Um, and the Gil Scott Heron song was recommended by Jenny Bell, so I want to say thank you, Jenny, for recommending that one as well. We played some of him on the show earlier in previous, <laughs> previous seasons, previous years. I'm feeling a little bit talked out. I uh, did not get to any articles, but maybe we'll get to a few right now, and then we'll just end with playing as much music as we can here. So again, thanks, everyone, for commenting um, with your songs and your ideas. And everyone just keep going. I know it's hard um, recognizing that and listening to that. And let's see if we can be there for each other. System of a Down, by the way, was recommended by Greg. So thank you, Greg Stewart, for that one. And Candace, uh recommended the Des- Dead Press song Propaganda. So I wanted to say thank you to those folks for recommending those songs. Very good. Lots of good stuff. Lots of good good music and stuff. I'm getting kind of tired. It's, it's, it's just about 1.41 p.m. here. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. And yeah, just maybe some words of inspiration, just to give folks some love and recognize that we all are in this together. And the best we can do to um, have each other's backs, the better off we'll be. Because we're—I mean, we already are pitted against each other. And I think in times like this, when we feel even more, you know, pushed against one another, it's—it's um, uh, it's sometimes easy to take things out on one another. And what we can do is, uh, to, uh, to recognize that we are, we can all have each other's backs. It's a lot. There's a lot happening here. Um, you know what? I'm just going to play some music because we know that there is some really scary things happening in the world. And I think the best that we can do now is just maybe rock out, uh, with our hearts out, (laughs) That's the most peachy thing I think I've ever said. And so, yeah, we plan some music till till Val comes in. And again, thanks, everyone, for being who you are. And if your identities feel like they are being compromised, um, just remember that you're not alone and you're okay as you are. So whatever messages you're getting from the outside world, from dickhead politicians, um, know that you're not alone and you're okay as you are. Sending lots of love out there. Uh, I'll check back in here. Uh, with I'll check back in here. This happens sometimes, uh, even with coffee. There's uh, I, there's a lot to be said, and then it's uh, feeling feeling pretty exhausted. And I think that's how a lot of people feel. There's a lot to feel exhausted about. So I'm talking to myself around in circles, looking for a good one. Here's a here's Woody Guthrie with Tear the Fascist Down. I haven't heard this one before, so thank you to Brent for suggesting this, and then there'll be some more after that.
1: There's a great and a bloody fight round this whole world tonight in the battle of bombs and shrapnel rain. Hitler told the world around he would tear our union down, But our union's gonna break them slavery chains, and Our union's gonna break them slavery chains. I walked up on a mountain in the middle of the sky, Could see every farm and every town, I could see all the people in this whole wide world, That's a union that'll tear the fascists down, down, down that's a union that'll tear the fascists down when i think of the men and the ships going down while the russians fight on across the dawn there's london in ruins and paris in chains. good people what are we waiting on good people what are we waiting on so i thank the soviets and the mighty chinese vets the allies the whole wide world around To the battling British thanks, you can have ten million yanks If it takes them to tear the fascists down, down, down If it takes them to tear the fascists down But when I think of the ships and the men going down And the Russians fight on across the Don There's London in ruins and Paris in chains Good people, what are we waiting on? Good people, what are we waiting on? So I thank the Soviets and the mighty Chinese vets, the Allies, the whole wide world around. To the battling British thanks, you can have ten million Yanks if it takes them to tear the fascists down, down, down. If it takes them to tear the fascists down.
2: All right and welcome back to the weekly review we're wrapping up played some great music thanks again everyone who commented with their musical suggestions uh got to a lot of them we'll get to some more next week so thanks again to everyone keep on commenting away and don't forget to share all the incredible art that's already been created and continue to create art of yourself from yourself by yourself with others Um, Just to to recognize that we have uh, a lot of strong voices here and a lot of important voices and voices that have been out throughout history, folks who are no longer with us, we are standing on the shoulders of giants, people who have created this work um, that's here for us, people have left us with these gifts that we can can use to learn from and to share. So I think it's really important and crucial that we remember that we are not at all by any means uh, defeated, we are not, um, we're not alone. And folks have been fighting for a very long time, and we, we have it within us to, to change things. So just offering, perhaps that's naive, perhaps that's too optimistic, I don't give a fuck. To be honest, I would rather, again, be naive and optimistic and proven wrong um, than to just give up hope entirely, because I do feel like uh, we do need to find a way to, to plan and to coordinate and to organize and to stand together. And to fight on many levels, whether that's in the system, out of the system. We all know I prefer out of the system. However, whatever you can do, however you can do, find ways just uh, with, with your heart, with uh, with love and with courage. And that's, not, of course, not the only thing. I don't want to just be like, oh, yeah, just be nice and calm. No, we also need to fucking fight back, absolutely. And stand up for ourselves and each other and for folks who are unable to. We need to do that. And at the same time recognize that we have we have it within us to do this. So I really just wanna suggest whatever I can to help push people forward, to help push myself forward, and also to give us time to to sit to, to sit and to um, think about things before we act. And at the same time also not be afraid to act, because the time is now. That sounds about right. So um, we heard 10,000 Maniacs with uh, Planned Obsolescence. We also heard uh, Jimmy Cliff with The Heart of They Come. I'm going to end up the show with uh, Billy Bragg performing on Letterman Back in the Day with uh, Waiting for the Great Leap Forward. And let me put a little bit of music after that, but the show's going to be wrapping up around 2 p.m. That will be coming in uh, in a little bit for Women's Magazine, so stay tuned. But we'll be playing some music uh, until that point. You're listening to Mutiny Radio. This is the Weekly Review. Um, come by the station tomorrow night, which is Saturday, December 3rd, from 8 to 10 p.m. We're going to have some great speakers, music, performance, uh, comedy, dance, uh, ideas, um, incredible things. There's a great collection of folks coming together, people who have never been in the same room before, uh, together all at the same time. It's going to be incredible. And it's a free show. We're accepting donations graciously. Um, But... So everyone's welcome here at Mutiny Radio on the corner of 21st and Florida in the Mission District, 8 to 10 p.m. Come by for this incredible show. If you're unable to be there in person, you can listen live online at mutinyradio.fm. Tell your friends, invite people. This is the kind of free speech environment that we need to hold on to and we need to um, continue to um, just hold. I'm looking for the word that's just to, to, to push forward to to stand by we need more free speech spaces not less um for folks to share their work and encouragement with one another and their hearts we need more of that so we can continue to create kind of the the music that we've heard today we need more of that and we need to foster each other and care for each other and all that stuff um especially especially now more than ever so thanks again everyone for listening um be nice be kind and uh, fight for what you believe in, and speak up if you feel like you're not being heard. Definitely, please speak up, and also listen. That's equally important. Not to the fucking fascists, though. They need to shut the fuck up. On that note, here's Billy Bragg. Have a great week, everybody.
8: They didn't pass away, did they? No. <laughs> Still with us. They're good. Still with us. All four of them. Ray I just, Davis. I just, I just don't know sometimes. No, you know no. Things happen like I, this, no, and you... it's sad. But try to keep yourself abreast no, no, of the no. news. Just... Uh, Our next guest is a distinctive writer and preformer whose latest record album is entitled Worker's Playtime. I have a copy of it right here. Ladies and gentlemen, moms and dads and kids of all ages making his network television debut, please welcome Billy Bragg. Billy!
9: It might have been Camelot for Jack and Jacqueline. But on the Chagall bar a highway, filling up with gasoline, with El Castro's brother spies a rich lady who's crying over luxury's disappointment. So he walks over and he's trying to sympathize with her, but he thinks that he should warn her. The third world is just around the corner. the Soviet Union a scientist is blinded by the resumption of nuclear testing and he is reminded that Dr Robert Oppheimer's optimism fell at the first hurdle. In the cheese pavilion and the only noise I hear Is the sound of someone stacking chairs And mopping up spilled beer And someone asking questions And basking in the lights Of the 15 frame filled minutes of the fanzine writer and Mixing pop and politics He asks me what the use is I offer him embarrassment and my usual excuses while looking down the corridor out to
0: where the man is waiting. I'm looking for the great leap